Welcome to AE Double Back for October 28th, 2020. It's almost Halloween. Why wasn't Darby Allen doing like some like spooky Halloween shit? You know, I was he's thinking not. about that. I was you thinking know, about he's how not. there's no anything about Halloween except for one bit. Wait a minute. Wasn't Abaddon supposed to be this week? Yeah, yeah, uh, Abaddon, oh. but Abaddon got injured during the, the recording of the match, as I read, well, oh. and there, therefore oh. they had to cut the whole thing. Oh, no. That would have been cool for Halloween. That would have been fitting. But they should have had it no matter what. This, yeah, it would have been scary. You know, like, he could have <laughs> just, like, appeared and done something. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to wrestle. Uh, Something like, uh, something like, uh, you know, spaghetti brains that you have to put your hand in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peeled grapes. Oh, terrifying. <laughs> Which is eyes. That, w- that would not be out of place in AEW's comedy vein. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Halloween fun. Uh, <laughs> the inner circle would definitely do a haunted house. I would. I would pay to go to that. Hell yeah. Maybe uh, if they were doing a one of those uh, haunted uh, drive-through uh, car washes. I, I would, want <laughs> to go back something- to Not Scary Farm for Halloween. It's like my favorite fucking thing to do. I don't understand it. The rides are awesome it. at night. It's like, the, you don't understand it. The name of it is not Scary Farms. Yeah. Why would I go to an unscary farm during Halloween? Technically, the sound is correct, not scary. But you know, it's not. Not Scary Farm instead of Berry Farm. So it's supposed to be a play on Berry. So, you know, is it scary? Mm, it really depends on which <laughs> But it, it's surprising, you know what I mean? It's like there's areas. <laughs> what are they called? Not surprising for? I would go to that. Like, I would appreciate the honesty that they had in their titles. <laughs> well, it's not spelled that way, so it's not <laughs> taken that way. But like you know, it's like one of those places where you know the quarter of the grounds is covered in smog. And people smog. are running out. I mean, smog. fog. <laughs> I, I've been living in LA for too long. It's fog. <laughs> fog. Fog is what everyone's used to. Yes, fog. Uh, so that is everywhere. And then they, you can't see where you're going exactly. And this is like a whole park, like a whole quarter of the park. And then like these monsters are like coming out at you and they... They have these little clippy things on their hands, so they make these click sounds in your ear when they walk by and shit. I mean, it's so – it's like you're constantly being startled, and so it's like, is this scary? If you're in a maze, it could be. Like, they've got these mazes that are scary, you know, but, like, they're also the same thing. It's just like, you know – no matter how fucking scary it is, no one's going to actually hurt you. This is what I say to myself continuously as I'm walking through there, okay? <laughs> and with that, I'm able to enjoy it way more because when I get startled, I scream real loud. When I get scared, I scream <laughs> real loud. And then that scream makes me laugh really hard. So I'm basically laughing the whole time. It's so mm. much fun. 
and the rides are way awesome. And especially the ones that they tweak so that there are no lights on and stuff. Like I don't, I don't uh, know if I trust a ride that's been tweaking. I mean, tweaked like you know, made so that like it's meth. fun and like the dark, meth. You know, anyway. <laughs> um, I. Uh, like I, I get that, and I, I'm happy for you. But <laughs> my thing is just like I'm not a, a, a toucher, I'm not a hugger, I'm not a close person uh, by nature. And so, like, if the whole thing is like they get real close to you, but they don't touch you, I'm like, what? I could just go to a goddamn theater for that and just have people sitting next to me and be like, couldn't you like leave a seat are. in between us? I mean, think you they will. No, no. No, no, they I are real no. close to you. I don't care they're not going to touch you, but they're real close to you. They're not a fan. you with chainsaws and stuff. <laughs> like I, man, I do not need a leaf blower at seven o'clock in the morning. Chainsaw. I do not need a chainsaw <laughs> at eight thirty at night. They both sound terrible. When do you yeah. need those things? <laughs> Ideally, never. But I guess society doesn't function without them. <laughs> Well, I think we anyway. can do without the leaf blower. <laughs> well, anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy early, early Halloween. We're yeah, all what are you guys going dressed as real quick? We before we get what, what, what are you doing? What, what, are you going, what are you going dressed as? Who, me? Uh, myself. <laughs> myself, uh, as though I'm dressed as though I have hope in front of okay. my TV. Okay. Fair That's enough. Good. Yeah. I have, right. I have to have hope. So if I fake sure. it, I might make it. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Maybe. We were going to go as a family dressed as Devo, but uh, <gasps> I left um, the entirety of the uh, costuming uh, in my partner's hands. And it, I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, so man. we'll see. We'll see. So you're, thr- you're through being cool. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I guess. I guess this is it. I mean, Egon's got three uh, Halloween costumes and... Who knows which one of these we're going to end up going with? But uh, wait, are, 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 do, do you say do you say who knows because it's up to him? Basically, yeah. Uh. Day of, it's just going to be like, all right, which one do you want to wear? And if it ends up being all three at the same time, so be it. Cool. If he wants none of them, then you know what? Put a pillowcase oh, yeah. on him and goes a ghost. Also, oh my like, god! Who, who ever? Who would ever turn a kid away? If if a kid. Especially a tiny tot like yours arrived at my door and wanted candy. I, I even me who never buys candy any year, I'd be like, "Oh, let me just see what I got." Do you like almonds? Here's some almonds. Okay, okay. Two things. One, we're not going trick or treating because of COVID. Right. Two, he's allergic to nuts. So you just killed my son. Thank you. Well, wow. Thank I, you for that. You I did monster. Ask. I did ask. <laughs> So that'd be he doesn't know. <laughs> if you ask him, do you like almonds and hand him something that so looks like candy? He's gonna be yeah. Himself. So Wait, you're, I, saying I, you're I, never anywhere near him. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, no, I'm gonna where send him where off. Where are you at? No, I'm definitely like he. Look, he's three. He's fine. He can handle himself. He can <laughs> handle his business. Just go. Come back in an hour and a half with a bag full of candy. We'll split it. Egon's uh, already doing his own taxes. <laughs> My dad used to love taking me around. He would let me go as late as I wanted because for whatever reason, he just got a kick out of it and just liked the, just liked how fucking stoked we would get. Fuck yeah, God, right. At at a certain point, I think it's really more about whether or not the people in the houses are, are into it going that late or not. 
True. Very true. Fair. Fair. Of course, you could just be like my grandma and uh, leave a sign out front and a bowl full of religious tracts. Nice. Yikes. <laughs> Chick tracts or like some boring ass stuff? It's like little booklets with cartoon. It's like a comic book, a small, tiny comic book. That's a tract. Some type of story uh, based on heaven and hell. Yeah, those yeah. are the good ones. That's fun. You know. Yeah, good and good and quotation reading. marks. Yes, light reading for children. You know, <laughs> eternal damnation, no problem. I'll just throw Kids that back like... with a couple Grimm's fairy tales. I'm good for a night's sleep. Speaking of eternal damnation, Hangman Page oh. had a match. Oh, uh, wait. Prior, t- prior to that, we had an just, interview. Just before oh. that. Prior Ooh. to that, we opened the entire show with an interview with Wardlow and MJF. And MJF is saying that if uh, Wardlow wins his match, uh, like if he wins the whole shebang, then MJF would actually win because he owns Wardlow or whatever works for him or something. He's basically his surrogate, like an MJF surrogate. So he would basically be the winner. Then Sammy comes in and he's like, I'll never let you join the inner circle. And MJF said, Aw, you mean the guy who looks like he sells Adderall to middle schoolers is upset? <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's ah. on. on point. Oh my God, that was it- so good. The vibe was very. The vibe was very much. Uh, you're. You'll. You'll never be my father. That too. <laughs> that very well. That was too. Oh my God. Yeah, this was a thumbs I mean, up for sure. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, although uh, TNT, uh, run your commercials when you are supposed to, uh, right. because you you marred what may or may not have been. And if anyone saw a different version, we, we would love verification. What may or may not have been an excellent Sammy Guevara retort, but we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, he said something, but a commercial cut in and then very quickly cut out. So clearly someone fucked up and totally ruined whatever comeback he may have had. Oh, man. Look, as as someone who has had his uh, finger on uh, those buttons and accidentally uh, hit the queue a little too early, I'm, I'm going to cut that person a little slack because uh, well, I've been there. But- I'm actually thankful. I don't want to hear what he had to say. <laughs> but, but Chan, by your own admission, you are not a toucher. So when your finger is on the button, it does not press it. No, no, I don't. I don't I like it. I use the lightly. Uh, I I use a pencil for that. You know, with the eraser on the end, and I <laughs> oh yeah, tap yeah. the button. That's COVID well, that's friendly. Good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm nothing have- if not COVID friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have the match with Wardlow versus Hangman Adam Page. And, you know, it's fine. It's, um, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, I definitely, uh, put my thumb in the middle for this because it was, I mean, it did all of the things that it was supposed to do. Um, yeah, I did too. I mean, like, I knew. You know he's going to win. You know, you can see it a mile away from the beginning yeah. of all this that they were setting it up so that it's going to be between Hangman and Omega. And so the least they can do is make it entertaining. <laughs> and the very um, least. 
It was. It wasn't it was like fine. overwhelmingly so, but it was and yeah, middle. Well, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I just wanted to point out that uh, they continue to put Mr. Mayhem uh, Warlow on the Chiron. But even Justin Roberts knows that that's dumb. So he mm. just announces him as Wardlow. He didn't put in that Mr. Mayhem nonsense because why, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that to a, a just enormous, scary looking guy? Yeah, exactly. Who can do a swanton, by the way. And um, also, I did not expect him to be able to throw uh, Adam Page like that from that suplex position. Um, I mean, he's like, like crazy strong. Yeah, when he did that to Jungle Boy, I'm like, he's got a lot of agility. Yeah, it's frightening, really. (laughs) So it was it was kind of nice to see a little bit of that, and that's great. You know, we got something more of his like, you know, what it is that he can offer. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm surprised that both of you guys are are midly because this was a a big up for me. I found I found it to be a like a really nicely intense match with some really cool spots and. When you know, whenever somebody like Wardlow leaps from the the top rope, like that pain uh, over the long term deserves some kind of recompense in the form of a thumb all the way up. Fair, uh, fair. And I would like to note, although Chan usually is the one who, or or uh, Teresa, you guys will notice this more than I will. But Hangman's Chiron noted that he is emotionally unavailable. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I missed I that. I missed that. Oh, what no. What the fuck? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What? Well, it's accurate. I mean, and... Who isn't? Is what I would add. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I would wrestler. add that under that. But what I think is that this is, this is much needed representation for men to like <laughs> see some kind of depiction of a man and what his connection is or isn't with his feelings. Like, because, you know, they can't begin to have that. Notice that after his win, he just immediately drinks a beer. So that is what emotional unavailability will do for you. Yeah. Turn you into an alcoholic. He's instantly, yeah, trying to, to, to numb himself and, and, you know, discourage anyone trying to cross the divide there. Yeah. It's so tough, but a- thumbs up. Yeah, fair so then we have a Moxley promo. Uh, I mean, it's fucking great. Um, yeah. AEW is for the greatest athletes with guts who do the work. You know, like if you can't cut it, basically that's his shit when he's talking to Kingston. Yeah. You miserable excuse. <laughs> you miserable excuse making son of a bitch. That was, that was it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yep, same. I middled it only because it felt like it was like it it hadn't felt like an escalation to me, I guess. It felt like it was That's, where where yeah. they were. Uh yeah. not that it was bad. Uh like uh Moxley definitely had some good lines, including protect your neck. Uh, <laughs> as as all young Wu Wu uh, Tangers would know, I think. But uh, it was it was it was it was it was not bad. Uh, it just um, did not like climb the ladder for me. I guess. Yeah, that's fair, and it is it it 
is the weakest of the promos that they've uh, cut in this feud so far. Um, and I did, I did think about middling it, but like, it's still, um, even when he's, you know, only running at 60%, Mox is still, uh, still pretty great. So I, I guess I do think it is kind of an escalation that, uh, Moxley apparently obtained footage of, uh, Eddie Kingston privately worshiping. Uh, <laughs> which seems like oh, a real right. transgression. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, like I don't. Parents and churches, you guys. We're full on Big Brother here. Uh, you know that that is um that can only be answered with with a fight. So I guess I do respect that part. Well, that leads us into the Kingston match. Uh, versus Matt Seidel. And of course, before he allowed Matt Seidel to come out, he did a little bit of shit talking, but who fucking cares? Yeah. Now, Seidel's supposed to be a high flyer. They keep they kept calling him a high flyer. Um, and he was pointing to his forehead a lot. I didn't understand that when he first came out. Yeah, I'm sure it's a th- I was like, what's the point of having a high flyer in a match against Kingston who can't do shit? Like, literally, we didn't get to see Seidel do anything cool. He was nimble, but he didn't really get to fly, no. Yeah, he had to do slaps and basic, like, punching or head grabs because it's all Kingston was doing. It was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I did, like, yeah, I, I love uh, hearing him talk and, like, him shooing the the uh, cameraman out of the ring. That's some fun stuff. Like, don't step into my world. You haven't trained to be here. Like, like all of that. Like, yeah. makes sense and is in character and it's great. Uh, like he just brought back the uh, I never got eliminated thing purely as a heel move. Like he knows that that's annoying <laughs> and he does it just to like get a rise out of the audience and that's great. Um, but yeah, again, it's it's kind of like the like. I barely want to see this uh, uh, Mox Kingston match. Um, And I definitely don't want to see um, this uh, Kingston Seidel match. And it was just not good. Um, I mean, I was hoping it would be entertaining because they matched him with a high flyer. But then as the match was going on, I was like, oh, they're not going to let him do any of that shit, are they? No. I was right. They clipped his wings. No, it would not have been, yeah. Would not have worked out great. Uh, yeah. So I kind of thumbed it down. Mm, as did I. Huh? I yeah. I was I, like, you know, I know he's going to win, but why and how? Wait, are, is this a weird lockstep thing where you and I are agreeing and uh, <laughs> Calder is just, Am just I? Yeah, I, every I time? What happens yeah. when you're in Arizona, Calder? <laughs> You need some of this like <laughs> smog in your lungs, and then you'll get it. Getting a different get bitterness and yeah, totally, totally <laughs> different chemicals into my lungs. Um, I just really enjoyed the the promo and the part after the match enough that elevated it to a middle for me. Okay, yeah. All right, so then we have an interview, and this is weird. With the Young Bucks and FTR, they're in different rooms. Now, basically, it's just like a Zoom. It's yeah. not a Zoom, but it might as well have been. You got there. It basically two was. Different screens, you know, technically, I guess, two different rooms, whatever, teleconferencing in to have this 
powwow together, so to speak. And uh, FTR is like, you know, basically they're saying we're not above cheating to stay champs. Um, and the young bucks are like, when the interviewer was like, well, you know, your broken ankle is sort of like your comeuppance, right? And he's like, well, we're nice dudes who've just had a, like made some mistakes or just, you know, had a bad day or something like this. And I was like, fuck that. That is always that type of experience. I know this is a TV show. <laughs> I know this is just something they just threw together. But like that kind of excuse is the kind of shit that drives me insane because it's like, well, why do you always get the benefit of the doubt? You know, like maybe being an asshole is enough. Like doesn't have to be that you're a good person on the inside. You're being an asshole. Therefore, you asshole, and this mm. come up in, right? I don't know. It, it, no one is, no one is especially likable in this feud. Is is no. are they? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, FTR walks away because they're like, "Oh, you're not interviewing us enough." Basically, it was dumb. Yeah, it was not uh not it's not an especially interesting interview outside of the the word pricks getting used, which I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it is nice to see, see a, a uh not often used swear word just pop <laughs> up and you're like, Oh, I remember that. I like that. Yeah, you know what? It's fun. It's a fun word. Uh, it, there, it, it, there's an element of fun in the insult that you're leveling at someone with that. Uh, it, it's like, uh, dickhead or something like that. It's somewhere in that vein. It's a little harsher. Uh, I guess I, and I also was like, they're doing this again with the, we'll never challenge for that belt again. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, you just worry that at some point they're not going to have anyone to challenge for anything. Uh, <laughs> if, if, you know, if enough people, you know, try that and it doesn't go their way, you're just going to be stuck with one person, you know, one eligible person per title. <laughs> and- just just going to win by default because no one else can challenge for it. <laughs> they keep trying to sign someone who hasn't, you know. <laughs> uh, I found that down. Down. Just because um, I am like, this really isn't going anywhere, and there's nothing new here. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just have to throw stuff in there. Maybe I shouldn't be so harsh. Uh, okay, this is weird because um, in my notes, the only thing I wrote was, uh, "Not bad." I just don't care. Yeah, um, I don't care either. And I thumbed it down too. <gasps> I felt bad. I was going to like middle it. And I'm like, ah, you know what? You know, I just don't. Eh. Because we're in LA and the Dodgers won. And now our <laughs> expectations are way too high. Oh, yeah. Hold you, on. Hold on. Got, Calder got, may also thumb this down. Oh. We may get back on the same page. No, I didn't. I, I, I middled it because it was, it was not, it was not uh, noxiously bad. It was, it was just not, not especially fun. It was okay. I mean, look. Here's the thing, um, like a lot of these things that you're middling, I'm downing, uh, which is just a matter of uh, me having like several hours less sleep than I normally do. Mm-hmm. So this all this checks out. 
Uh, and and you you hate the joy of your your infant son on his birthday. He's a toddler. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? I mean, no, we no, try and no. get him booked. We try and get him booked as an infant because you know there's that sweet money when you're young and beautiful in Hollywood. Oh my but God. Uh, <laughs> now he's already aged out. He's old now. He's old and busted. Uh, so already smoking uh, cigarettes in a holder. <laughs> So, but then we have a bit of fun with the town hall. Uh, basically, it's like a town hall debate with the Inner Circle and MJF. And if you want to ask, did they have any inspiration to pull from? Oh, fuck yeah. The presidential debates we've had recently. So they peppered that shit in there. It was fucking great. But it starts with like, you know, People in the audience are asking him questions. And Luchasaurus, we learn, has a master's degree in medieval studies. Mm. So that's fucking cool. Um, basically, is there, they can't possibly make me like Luchasaurus more. <laughs> They've gone so far beyond liking this dude. Just gets better yeah. every time. They yeah. they they really use him so well because obviously he's he excellent as like a big man in the ring and then they so sparingly have him do any talking that when he does he gets this huge like re- like reaction from uh, like doing this eloquent like he's like the beast of the X Men of dinosaurs or something yeah basically um, he is. the beast of the X Men of the dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Saturday mornings on ABC. Check it out. <laughs> okay. I would <laughs> fucking eat that breakfast cereal. Uh, so Britt Baker comes out with Reba, and Reba was making fun of the lady at that one presidential debate, saying, Jericho, you have such a great smile. You're so handsome when you smile. Uh, I was, I got suckered in by that one because yeah. uh, I was not expecting that, uh, that shot, and I enjoyed mm. it. Not bad. Yeah, exactly. Not bad. Uh, altogether, this segment was the best opening sketch on SNL all season. Uh, that is that is not entirely untrue. <laughs> Wait, but you didn't like the one with the fly because that one was hysterical. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The fly part came about ten minutes in. It's possible I was a little fatigued. <laughs> I think I watched the first one and then I was like, okay, this is where we are, and I did not return. You didn't like the first one? Uh, the rock with the one he uh, No, no. It was just, I was, it was too long and there wasn't anything that I was, I was not surprised at any point. Uh, I mean, no, it's not surprising. I just thought, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyways, the fly part. <laughs> look, look, if we want to do it, if we want to do an part, SNL podcast. The fly part <laughs> is very funny. If you want to go back and watch that just for those parts it's really funny anyways whatever uh so because <laughs> another fly shows up and it's herman kane who died and was reincarnated as a fly he's like this motherfucker said i'd be fine herman <laughs> there's, there's, it's a hoax herman <laughs> i mean i'm sorry it's funny I mean, they did, they did manage to sneak an actual cast member in. So credit for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jericho said, I'm no dipshit. Loved that. Uh, 
Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Basically, it. Oh yeah, and then Shivani told Jericho to shut up. Another, oh, that was uh, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> that was really good. You know, and so basically, it just all boils down to a match with MJF versus Jericho on November seventh, and Jericho said that if MJF wins, he can join the inner circle. And then that wasn't enough. So Sammy, because he's an idiot, said, well, guess what? I'm going to do a match with MJF and Wardlow. It's going to be me and Ortiz. And then you can have your match, which I'm like, no one wants to see that, though, is the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So I thumbs up the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well, here's where we break. I'm middling it. Oh, no. I knew. Yeah, it just, the, the, it's, it was just, it was like the SNL sketches. There was, it was too long for not enough, like, good bits in there. And there are a lot of little fun bits in there. And I, I smiled through a lot of it, you know, so it's, it's not bad. I'm just like, eh, it's, it's fine. Um, one question, this is not them at their peak. One question I had was uh, a guy named Eric B. was there, and everyone's like, Eric yes. B. Eric, B. Oh, Eric, Eric Bischoff. Is, yes. Who is he? He used to run WCW oh. and is just one of those uh, faces in wrestling that, you know, has a lot of history behind. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, then there's a promo with Taz. Uh, basically, they still want Hobbs. I missed some of it. So, was there anything else beside that? <laughs> uh, no, That's no. What I thought it was just a. Uh, um, I thought it was longer, and that I might have missed something, but I don't think it is. It, it was. It was just a, a a fun little promo. I just I liked the visual of it. You know, um, I don't understand. It's pretty clear he doesn't. Hobbs doesn't want to join them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unless he turns on Darby uh, at full gear, which would be kind of boring. Um, uh, I, I don't understand why they're going in that direction, but I like all of these people. And so I don't really have any complaints about it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I also liked that they were showing different clips from, the Hobbs because he's he still performing but he's on different nights and if you don't watch the other nights or the other things you wouldn't have seen some of the stuff so I like that they were showing some of that so that we can see the backstory because we don't know what the hell is going on really because we don't mm. get to see Hobbs which sucks no um, mm. so part of me wants him to join just so we could watch him but um, you know whatever he'll do what he's going to do you know what? And That's so true. Set up. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. He's going to do what he's going to do. No one's going to tell him. So no, I can't do that. Uh, Same. Uh, yeah. I, why lie? I, 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 I felt it was okay. I, I tried to, I tried to join. Um, <laughs> it was not in my heart and I think you would have seen through it. Yeah, uh, oh yes. I, I you see your I, heart. I think it was a, a Middle East segment because it just, I don't know. It didn't have the top level Taz stuff that I would want. Uh, I am 
excited about Hobbs. And I, I do think I like where it's going to go. My hope is that, you know, he's going to stay true to his faceness and then get beat to shit or something. And, you know, it'll go that way. Maybe at least I kind of hope that's what happens, but the, the segment itself was just okay. Cool. Was that, is that your middling it then? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Then we've got orange Cassidy versus Cody. We knew it was coming. Indeed. Um, you know, it's a good match. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, the Dark Order got involved, and then some other people. I'm not totally sure how many people or who, because it was a big blob <laughs> of people. It's a lumberjack match. That's to be expected. Just, oh, okay. just a bunch, just a massive, just just a massive meat. Yeah. Uh, now, so, so Teresa has no guess on how many wrestlers are in the jar, and remember, the prize is one hundred dollars. <laughs> so. So my best guess would be twenty. <laughs> Did you say twenty? Uh, yeah, because that is like, not a number. And yet, weirdly, you are correct. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but you win. That's, that's how it. you play these games. It's just some general sound, and someone will be like, "And thirty's correct." <laughs> like, oh, good. <laughs> I said thirty, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was like, well, anyway. So I wasn't clear on how things ended. It looked like time was the reason. Like there was a time limit. Is that right? Uh, no, no. Co- Cody won. Be- uh, 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 Silver jumped in and uh, 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 smacked Orange Cassidy. And then um, uh, Arn smacked Cassidy. And Cody didn't see it, but he just uh, rolled him up anyway and got the win. Oh, God. Um, I don't know how I missed that. Um, and then it became a big old brawl, which ended yeah. with uh, Billy and Austin for some reason. Yeah. Uh, which then leads like to a match next match-ups. week. It was like random yeah. matches started playing out in the ring, like one-on-one. I, well, I did expect that because I, I've said before, I think that's a thing that AEW does well is when they have these big schmazes with all sorts of people in the ring, they actually use it to tell stories. And even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that, you know, um, the guns would be involved in this. Okay, fine. We've got a match for next week. Cool. Why let's, not? Let's do that. Well, you know, yeah. why, they did, why, they, Go ahead. why they didn't include the banana man, I don't know. That banana man was just, just the... The smoking no to the uh the um Chekhovian gun oh yeah over the mantle yeah. that we're waiting to see pulled you know put someone pull the banana and it never happened <laughs> well, I was very not he was there for a splash of color it was like he was doing some set dressing I was like yeah, you stand there I was not <laughs> I was not hoping to see anyone pull the banana I'll tell you that well Darby Allen was looking on and I'm pretty sure he, he wanted was. To see it. He, he, he wanted a banana pole. Yeah. He might have wanted that. So then we got a little bit with Moreau and Kip Sabian uh, doing a little trick-or-treat, beat you up with the best friends. Um, well, wait, did we yeah. uh, did we thumb the, the Cody match? Oh, we didn't thumb it, did we? Um, I don't know. You guys go first because I'm still processing my feelings. Uh, I meddled it. 
Um, it was it was fine. Um, and I, in general, Cody matches don't really do it for me, so just it was fine. Yeah, I I also uh, middled it um, just because it was also it was fine, and I think I am feeling the need for Cody to <laughs> again not be part of uh, a title picture for a while already. Uh, but I I was I was delighted at how happy Sil- uh, Silver appeared to be just to be in the ring, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, he was just sort of standing there with this joyous grin on his face that just seemed to be about the general situation or something, you know. It, yeah. I don't know, it was just really lovely. Um, <laughs> It was a needed yeah. counterpoint to the moroseness of uh, Darby Allen in the upper deck. <laughs> I was going to middle it and I wasn't sure if I was going to up it because I was like, it really like had other like decent elements to it. But, you know, I agree with everything you're saying. And that is how I was feeling. Like, I'm just kind of over Cody with this title. Like the fact that he won it back after he came back, I'm not cool with because Brody Lee, you know, put up such an amazing fight for it and then was giving us so much great antics and bits and by all means could still be doing something. But then the minute Cody came back, Brody Lee just like, they just like disappeared him, you know, and that I'm not cool with and I don't understand it. Plus, we're missing some of the fun of Orange Cassidy because, like, his fun is amplified when someone can be annoyed by him. And Cody is, like, too nice of a guy to give a shit about somebody who's maybe moving slower or has this, like, you know, like, blah type of attitude about things, you know. Um so, like, you kind of miss that bit, that whole bit. Hello? I don't know. So I met all it, too. Fair enough. All right. So then we go to the trick-or-treat. Hello, you guys there? Trick-or-treat, smell my feet. We got Moreau, Kip Sabian. They beat up the best friends. And then... Penelope's dressed as Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Thoughts, feelings. It was there. <laughs> um I'm ex- I middled it. I'm expecting you all to uh to thumb it up because uh for whatever reason uh Miro isn't really hitting with me. Uh but you love him, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that be what it is. Uh I actually um like I was not sure if I was gonna down it. Yeah, believe it or not, but I ended up middling it because I was like, you know, it's a it's a little bumper between things, and it is sort of moving things along a little bit. I uh, I, I thumbed it up because I I really enjoy uh, Miro's uh, antics. Um, and so he'll say something like, uh, we're not sorry, you idiots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the, like the, 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 
the manner in which he speaks like really gives it something kind of amazing. Um, and um, I don't know, I guess because I wasn't seeing the arcade machine, like be an obvious empty shell. Like I could kind of more imagine that it had been a real machine <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and hearing it be described more, you know, directly as a wedding present. I was like, that's, <laughs> I want to be a part of that, you know, wedding situation. Um, uh, it, 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 and there was some some fun little action to it, and it was quick, so I thumbed it up. Um. All right. So our next match. Now here's something that is okay, but also frustrating. We have Serena Deeb versus Layla Hirsch. Now this is a good match, but what I don't understand is they had Serena Deeb win over Thunder Rosa. So now Serena Deeb is the title holder. Yes. And what I don't understand is like, you know, we just barely got to know Thunder Rosa. This is Why one of those. Why did they do that? Uh, because almost certainly uh, uh, Thunder Rosa signed with the WWE. Oh, so they no. have to take the belt off her. It probably happened in such a way that uh, like she signed and so they Basically, only they had to get it off her immediately. So instead of like waiting into television or whatever, they just did this thing, you know, off TV or whatever, where she lost it. And so Damn, uh, that's usually how that works when when that happens. Oh. It is it is a bummer. Shit! But... Oh man, that's too bad. Yeah, to me, it's kind of a, a bummer all around because I'm not sure that I like how that plays out for Thunder Rosa, and it also denies uh, AEW one of the people that was really working in appearances in the women's division. So that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but I do yeah. like Serena Deeb and I, I really did like this match. I, I quickly like was warming up to Layla Hirsch. Uh, yeah. Yes. This was a fantastic match. Um, they're both fantastic performers and I would just like them to make special note. They have plenty of fucking performers to have mm. female matches any fucking time anytime mm -hmm. yeah so they need to stop bullshitting about this nobody's ready kind of stuff they they have people that are ready uh so yeah yeah i was talking to you uh all before about how uh i'm watching uh more stardom now just because like all of the matches are good and even though there's um no english commentary and often um no uh, um, subtitling for uh, uh, promos and stuff like that. Just like in ring, uh, everything they have, even the curtain jerking matches are blowing away the stuff we're seeing on AEW on a regular basis. This match was very good, and I was a big fan, and I do want to see more of Layla Hirsch. I want to see more of Serena Deeb. I think she, I think she's great, too. Um, this was uh, one of the best women's matches on AEW in a long time. Yes. Um, uh, but... Um, yeah, it's, it just it just feels like, um, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like they want to do better, and for there are reasons that I'm sure that I, as a lay person, do not understand. Um, it it's just disappointing. Yeah, just in general. I mean, think about. I don't it. think these this is going to turn it around. These are two performers that we know nothing about. There was nothing at stake for me emotionally because, like though I wish it was Thunder Rosa, it wasn't. 
And I was a little frustrated with that. But, you know, I'm watching this match just to watch, like, without trying to take my feelings out of it as far as, like, being frustrated with AEW. Of course, this may be totally out of their hands. Um, And then just watching these two performers, it's like I got really emotionally involved because they're really fucking great. Yeah. So, you know, that's fantastic. That's what they need. Yeah, they performers that regardless of their storyline, knowing nothing about them, they put on a good show and you don't care that there's a storyline, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's all it was all very good stuff. Uh like the the both of them like had like like in-ring work and kind of an emotional component that wasn't tied to a story but that was still present and especially Serena mm-hmm. Deeb was I felt like was very strong at that. So yeah. like yeah, it, it I I feel a resentment that I can either like or dislike the one women's match and you know, you're not going to be able to get right. a spectrum of w- women's right. action. Like w- not only that, you know, if you have two matches or three matches or more that some can be good and some can be bad, you know, as opposed to like the two women that get to be out there, have to kill it to, for everybody. Exactly. And, Every time you see them, and, they have to be so fucking good. And they can't, you, like, you know, to, to not be able to have a comedy match, a title match, a, you know, yeah. a mid-card match that, like, there's, it all has to roll into one if you're, you know, mm-hmm. doing any of it. That And that's, yeah, I did find, I like, I, I set all of that aside, not that it wasn't in my head, but, you know, just watching this right. match, I was like, you know, that was a good one. Uh, like mm-hmm. I only hope that they can they they finally start expanding at some point. Yeah, because it does bring up all these caveats. Because your brain is like, well, this is part of the problem. You know, you're like sidetracked a bit because it's like all of those reasons and more. I mean, they have a bad track record of introducing fantastic performers to us, and then we get to see them like three, four times. And then we never see them again. There's so many female performers they've done that to, with the exception being of Dr. Britt Baker, which is why I don't want to see her for months. And I know that's a (laughs) shitty thing to say. But it's like she worked through her injury. She worked, you know, she got so much face time and maybe people were feeling bad because she couldn't perform and like maybe it's a money thing. I don't know. But I mean, now we definitely know they have enough female performers. They could, like, do anything. But, you know, again, as Calder brought up a very good point, you don't even get to have a variety of different types of matches or different types of performers. They all have to be, like, badass performers that kill it every single time they step in the ring. And, um, you know, nobody gets to be funny or all the cool random stuff, you know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, very much. But it's still a thumbs up match. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not to no not to overshadow what they what they did with big picture stuff because they they yeah. definitely put on an excellent match and like anybody would be would have to be glad to to have like something of that caliber every week. Absolutely. Holy mackerel, was this the first match that I'm thumbing up this 
Uh, is it? Oh, finally, finally, uh, finally defrosting your heart. See? Wow. Women can do it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can. Like, Cannot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next we have, uh, apparently Nyla Rose issued a challenge after Hikaroshida. So she responded, she accepts it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all there was she's like you got it that was it <laughs> i mean like, i i get it if you uh, like if she's not great at english and so it's going to be short and sweet which is fine right but also if i don't care about her then right. it's just uh, there's just nothing that's gonna you know it's like you know can't they write something for her something short something small well i mean they did i'm i'm, I'm sure they did write that and <laughs> Yeah, that's like it. That's it. They were all the correct words. <laughs> she did it. Yeah, she nailed right. it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it, it's hard not to think every time, you know, like not like not that like she has to be like uh like other like uh, Japanese like wrestlers, uh, but like like you there there's an example in Asuka of what someone yeah. who's not the strongest at English can do. You know. Right. There are lots of ways to do it, I guess, but you know, just just to say that, like, <laughs> there are like there are things you can do to re- like uh, like express more that she doesn't. It would be cool do so well. if there was like she had a coach that was an interpreter yeah, who was why, a good. Why not? Speaker. Yeah. Why not? And then she could say whatever she wants, and the speaker would be like her, you know, hype person. Also, though, I don't even know that I've heard Io Shirai speak, and yet she is one of my favorite wrestlers, not just women wrestlers, wrestlers, hands down. So, you know, it certainly can be done. Yeah. I I think she just is a stronger performer than Sheeta. Like, Sheeta, like, like, can do some really impressive things, but separating them both from the ring, like, Io Shirai just is, like, acting better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's that too. That is a whole other element. <laughs> and you know, I I am glad they brought her out to do anything because yeah. we have complained about how they don't give her enough of a chance to try to talk. Um, yeah. So at least they did that. Uh, I feel bad thumbing it down. Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> do what's right. Uh, I thumbed it down myself. Yeah. Do you feel bad about it? Though? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I feel good. Okay, I don't feel good about it, but I don't feel mm. bad about it. Okay. How how do you thumb yeah. how you feel about it? Okay. Uh, middle. I I. Uh... <laughs> do you feel like you're betraying all women? By yeah. doing this. Look, when women get underrepresented this badly, I do feel <laughs> fucking guilt about not liking the small breadcrumbs we've been given. <laughs> and unfortunately, I have to not like this one. I have to down it. But yeah. um that is the fucked up thing. That, that is that is what institutionalized misogyny does to us. Indeed. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. All right. So then we have uh, 
as known in wider circles, generic white dude, known at AEW as Sean Spears. Uh, the chairman of <laughs> AEW. <laughs> versus VSK. Who? Wow. <laughs> that is, in terms of generic names, that is that is as generic as it gets. I mean, will I remember it? No. Uh, He's from Massapequa, New York, so you have that tidbit okay, of information okay. about the gentleman. <laughs> that helps. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna have VSK, you might as well just make it a sound because you'll remember that like this. Yes, <laughs> Gurk. Uh, I'm plot. The, the real question. <laughs> I'm the real <laughs> question is what does VSK stand for? You don't very, know. Very surly knitter. Mm, wow. wow. I, I figured him for a more of a crocheter. You think knitting though, huh? Pretty sure. Okay. His real okay. name, Vincent Scalise. Uh, so no help there. You know why I know he's a knitter? Because he's got two pearls. Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> knit one pearl too. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I get it. Get it. <laughs> I apologize. I do not get it. <laughs> <laughs> I did say sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So thoughts, anyone? Uh, <laughs> it was uh, almost not a segment. So yeah, I I definitely uh, during the entrance I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those one move squashes. Um, oh, and then uh, uh, they started. You know, the match started and they were like circling around the ring. I was like, oh, was I wrong? Is this actually going to be a match? And then they did one move. I'm like. Oh, okay, never mind. That is, uh, yeah, <sighs> it, yeah, that I was like, wait a minute, but so we still won't know anything about this <laughs> motherfucker, so he's still gonna be a generic white dude. Uh, like if he isn't wearing his glove, will I even know who he <laughs> is? You know, like when he's doing segments <laughs> backstage, which I fucking hate because, like, I'm like, why, why am I supposed to know who you are, generic white dude? It, getting in the middle of everybody else's business because you have no beef with Mm. anyone except for the notable who did come into the ring, which I guess he has a beef with, which I don't even remember. But yeah, so Scorpio Sky comes in after, you know, the one move match uh, and he hurts Spears. That's all. That's all that really happened. He just hurt Uh, Like The proceedings were a little more colorful, than that in my mind it was a uh yeah like um like first of all uh spears like the only thing that happened in the match that was interesting was that in making the pin spears like was over uh vsk's like motionless uh form and staring out into the crowd and it reminded me of what it looks like when a dog is shitting and you catch it shitting uh Except for dogs look embarrassed. This person is not embarrassed. <laughs> He's proud. Well, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you take a good shit. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, Sean, uh, like, Sean Spears is getting heckled by an unknown person in a bull costume. And, you know, when when a person wearing a bull outfit finds you to be the, you know, the, the, the uh, risible one, uh then you have a problem uh and and then you know he he comes into the the ring and this is where 
ordinarily Tully is really like Johnny on the spot, but he was real slow on the trigger in warning Sean Spears about Scorpio Sky. And I think it's because yeah, that I think it's because like Sean Spears is like at best like Tully Blanchard's th- like third favorite client. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tully's like, do I really have to stick around for this? It was okay. They, yeah, they really should not have used the hard cam for that shot because you could see Tully looking at him for a long time before he bothered to mention that that was what was happening. <laughs> it was, uh, I, maybe he thought he was stroking out, you know? <laughs> like, am I seeing things? Is this death coming for me? Uh, I, He's been ringing my doorbell and running. Uh been ding dong ditching uh, me. Death left a fl- Is he finally coming to me at work. Death left a flaming dog crap bag on my lawn. On my- <laughs> I mean, he's so annoying. When will that kid grow? Up? <laughs> oh boy, come on. <laughs> I will uh, say that I was definitely going to middle it, uh, and then that uh, the second part of it, where um, Scorpio Sky comes in, made me think maybe a thumbs up because, like, I, I. I do want to see this feud continue. I do actually like both of these guys, and I would like to see um, them engage in something. And this, you know, sort of forwarded that. The actual things that happened during this period of time that we're going to call a segment was fine. It was really a middle, but I am looking forward to more happening. And given that I have shit all over this episode, I think I actually am going to wow. thumb this one up wow. even with caveats with caveats but at the end of the day the numbers will tell the tale of a thumb that's what everybody said the about the dodgers win what's yeah. up <laughs> they're like it's got an asterisk <laughs> next to it it's like the asterisk of uh an infection like happening during the final game uh <laughs> In any <laughs> event, uh, yeah, I I I I middled this because the match didn't really deserve to happen at all, uh, and they needed something to hang the the great idea of Scorpio Sky posing as a bull on, and that's ordinarily something that AEW does better than. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer, but it still was kind of fun and very quick. So that was helpful. Um, so <clears throat> I'm middling it because I like Scorpio Sky. That's a good reason. He's what made it a middle for me. All right. Because it was going to be mm. a down. Yeah. But then, you know. If it had been somebody else uh, inside the bowl, like it could have uh, not gone as well. Yeah, it very easily could not have gone well. (laughs) (laughs) Could have gone better, though. What if it had been Ricky Starks? Oh, my God. I I, I, I I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing Ricky Starks. You could just imagine what kind of bowl antics he would do. Here's uh, I uh, this entire time I've been trying to think of the name of the mythical uh, character who got put inside a bowl and then the bowl uh, they uh, built a fire underneath the bowl and he, he 
uh, got cooked inside of it. Um, it's not coming to me, so you know that English okay, degree was okay. fucking useless. As if you didn't already know that. Now it's just uh, proof. Now everything everyone told you is now coming back in reality. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Harsh. That's tough. Tough or stuff. I? I don't know. I mean. Is school at all important anymore? I mean, look at the I world we're living in right now. And, and, and this <laughs> is like in insincerity, I'm not sure anyone needs more than a junior college education. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love the focus of certain things, but the general, like, <laughs> now we're really getting off topic, but like general <laughs> studies, I think is awesome because like I – had such a hard time fi- focusing on one thing because I wanted to learn so many different things, but I could only have, if I focused on one thing, that means like all of my credits had to go to that one thing and I didn't have the money to like go to yeah. school forever. No, that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Like if you're talking about what college promises you and what, you know, what you, what it costs and what you get, I, th- I feel like junior college gives you the best, like value but uh like there was uh, other aspects of college outside of that that i did enjoy and you know this is critical to this phase of the show incidentally (laughs) real quick real quick Uh i think the stuff they teach you in junior college should be taught in high school beyond that all great courses uh online should be free uh and everybody should have access to as uh, to uh, as much information and lecture and library stuff as they want, so that they can learn their own learn sure. what they want to learn. <laughs> anyway, back to wrestling. <laughs> We've got uh, the match of the night: Penta El Cero versus Kenny Omega. The Broom Ladies are yeah, back. Yeah, and and and, and um, a little bit of a wardrobe change. Not much of one. <laughs> I really think they should be witches, though. I like that. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like Abaddon was going to be, like, the centerpiece of this show. And, like, everything was going to be touched by that and be a little bit creepy. And it's a Halloween-y. And then whatever happened, happened. And, like, all right, scrap it all. Just going to have a normal-ass uh, show. Just forget Halloween ever exists. We're going to pretend like there's no such thing like Sawain is not uh, a thing and like uh, Harvest Festival's Patui. We're just going to skip over and go straight to Thanksgiving. Mm. Fuck Halloween, which uh, wow. I, I'm not a fan of. I disagree. I feel like you may have put some personal stuff into that. Uh, you know what? I'm not getting my Devo costume and I'm a little peeved. About it. Yeah, I do not too. <laughs> Love Devo. Man. I get to meet Devo. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. All of them? Who can oh, know? They all them. wear the same hat. Okay. That's wear, enough. They all wear the That's same quorum. weird red hat. So, you know, you don't know which one. Two of the most recognizable Ooh. ones, That's I would say. Possibly oh, true. Oh, Mark Ball? Uh-huh. And, um... Oh, I don't. I'm not going to help you with this because they. You said that they're recognizable, so if you yeah, can't remember visually, the name, visually recognizable. <laughs> the googly eyes, <laughs> and then one of the other frontmen. One um, of the other frontmen. Yeah, let me just look at the picture. It's like I can't tell. Are you looking at a picture of Devo and pointing at one and saying this one? 
Are you really on well, a podcast? First of all, first of all, I fucking love Devo. I have a shitload of their okay. records. Okay. There's that. Okay. So don't even ask me about that. But what they are not a, a boy band where you know every single fucking member and every single thing about them, especially uh, that's not their music. They don't, I, they were never in Tiger Beat, though I never bought a okay. Tiger Beat, so I wouldn't know. But like when you're looking at a picture of them, I'd be like, yeah, the dude with the glasses and the googly eyes. And then one of the other guys. <laughs> I don't know their names. Your your true level of fandom is impossible to pin down. It's in their music, guys. <laughs> Whatever. I can fucking send you the yeah. pictures and you'll tell me. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Here's here's the thing. I in no way uh, uh, mean to impugn your fandom of the band, but if I can get you riled up to the point <laughs> where you're sending off random I- internet images because yeah. you're so pleased, I dare you. I dare you. Then I have won. I've won the day. You you won. And look, I dated uh, an English man and. It was his favorite thing to wind me up. I didn't realize wind-ups were a thing. <laughs> and it was like, he could literally say anything. I would be fucking like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, oh my God. And then he's like shaking with laughter. Because he would go <laughs> laugh out loud because he's trying to wind me up. And if someone's not laughing out loud, I don't Class- know. Classic wind-up. <laughs> Classic wind-up. <laughs> it was like he loved it. Yeah, what, <laughs> favorite. Uh, and that man, <laughs> Gerald Cassell. <laughs> oh, okay. bass player for Devo. <laughs> I looked oh, at Wikipedia. I don't actually. Oh, <laughs> wow! Wow! Look, we live in the 21st goddamn century. If you're not looking things up as people are talking, what are you even here for? Mm. For God's sakes. Nobody even fucking knows, Anne. Anyway. Anyway. Any hoodles. So we got this (laughs) match with Kenny Omega and Penta. (laughs) So Penta, it was supposed to be um, Phoenix, but Phoenix got injured in the match last week. So even though... You know, whatever. So it had to be Penta uh, and Kenny Omega. This was a great match. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it. It included. Um, it was everything I thought it was going to be. And here's the thing: is I knew who was going to win because we know who's yeah. going to win. And Man upstairs, um, Jesus. And that was that's the whole thing. Is like I was like, it has to be at least enjoyable, and it really was. I mean, it's fucking great. How do you go wrong you, with these two? You, you can't. Um, yeah. I thumbs up. Uh, I thumbs it up big as, as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I expected a little bit more. Again, uh, w- with that rule that, like, if we know who's going to win, it better you know knock knock my boots off. Uh, mm. And it didn't knock my boots off, but I enjoyed it a lot uh, enough to you know give it a thumb up because it's just, you know just two great wrestlers wrestling. And there you go. I would like to have seen Phoenix just because I've seen uh, right. Penta more. Um, but, you know, like, they're both great. So, you know, it's not like, I, oh, right now this mm. asshole is in the match. Penta's fucking fantastic. So, yeah, 
I love to watch I, them. I really oh, like cool. uh, slapping. Uh, so and there was <laughs> well, you got your quite a today, bit of slapping. Did you? Uh, there were like really cool big blows. It was all around like a really vigorous uh, match that put them both pretty well through their paces. And I was thinking about the reality that some of the guys that are really big in AEW that are kind of they're right out of the box like big stars are like past their absolute insano prime so that you don't see all of what Kenny maybe would do or or Penta but like uh the kind of energy that Kenny is is offering right now the persona that he's working with you know springing from that like now 10 minute long uh entrance um it was it was it was a lot of fun it 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 more than warranted its position on the card i didn't mind like where it was in relation to the predictability of the outcome like it was it was it was all around good for me uh well that means that this show this episode Ooh. is the lowest yeah. uh rated we have ever had what? it's a 64% Ooh. which is which is not skip, but it's wow. real close. Um, it's yeah. it's into watch segments. So, like, what are the segments that uh, people should watch if they were just skimming uh, over this thing? Obviously, um, this last match with Penta and Omega. So Serena Deeb and Layla Hirsch. Deeb and Hirsch is the only one that I would give my one hundred percent. Put my backing behind. I, I certainly Plus think uh, the the opening uh, well, Wardlow Hangman match is worth it. Okay, so we got three different matches here. Okay, like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully next week will be better. Yeah, this was we'll uh, a spookily uh, disappointing uh, Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah. You see what happens when you don't put Abaddon in the show. Uh. Yeah, they should have. Uh, they should have just gone like shown us the gruesome injury match. Just do it. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week, everybody. Bye. Ooh, spooky Halloween. Oh. <laughs> and deeps. <Deeps. laughs>